you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hi. It's Lucy. Hi. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Oh, God. It sounded like a, like a, a really beggy voicemail that you leave. Hi, hi, it's, just, it's just Lucy. Um, yeah, this is the 15th hi, um, time, but it's fine. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought we had a really nice time on that day. Um. <laughs> I am the desperate Lucy Porter and my co-host Jenny Ryan is here because we are about to present another episode of... Mm, your fingers and buzzers. <laughs> That was anything but desperate. That was <laughs> that was the guy I'm phoning to say, listen, I thought we had a really great time, but uh, you're just a massive sleaze, it turns out. That's, uh, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, so you are in for a treat, guys, uh, because we've got James Rawson. <gasps> From who, the QI firmament. Yes, one of the QI elves, uh, who is also responsible for, uh, well, partly responsible for the tournament. Oh, another day time quiz yeah back for its second series yeah you get through a lot of questions on that so it's a good hit rate isn't it well this is what i'm gonna dwell on i think with him is how many questions do you have to write for that show 
because it's it is enormous so actually we'll probably get through a lot of questions on today's fingers on buzzers and i know you enjoy that listeners you like it when we do a lot of quiz so there'll be a lot of quiz in this episode uh james is also doing a listener quiz because that's how good he is at setting questions <laughs> he's like yeah have some more i've got hundreds thousands probably um and we will be finding out all about alex scott about the tournament and a little bit more insight into the world of qi mm. we are always delighted when we are joined by a member of the qi family on this show we've had so many lovely encounters with qi elves and uh today we are joined by james rawson hello thanks for having me oh it's such a pleasure um so not only are you a qi elf which is endlessly fascinating to us but you are also part of the team involved with the tournament (gasps) i am indeed i am indeed a co-creator and question wrangler now and it is i think we're going to get on to talking about the absolute density of questions <laughs> and the amount of work you must have to do but talk us through your journey into the world of quiz please so well i mean we can really start from the beginning i definitely grew up in a quizzing household it was an absolute staple of our tv screens um my first love as a child i think was countdown Yay. With Countdown, I know it's, it's a game, not a quiz, but it's it's in the quiz world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a young kid, I could learn some of the words that came up a lot, the leotards and the tonsures and that sort of thing. <laughs> and I could beat my parents at it quite early on, which is very attractive as a child, which I couldn't do with the university challenge or, you know, mastermind or, or whatever. So Countdown was my first love. And then um, I always thought, well, I'll go on it, but I'm not ready for it yet. But then when we lost Richard, suddenly it dawned on me that maybe Countdown might not be around forever. Mm-hmm. So I was on Countdown in 2010, I think, and I won four episodes and lost my fifth. Um, oh. But that was a great experience. I highly recommend going on Countdown. Still kind of my my one true love. Um, and then in my 20s, I didn't... Quiz was a background part of my life. wasn't wasn't really part of my job, uh, but then I joined QI in 2017 as the social media manager and digital elf. Um, and How then did I, that call up happen? Then what what did you do to leap from where you were to QI? So I got made redundant by my company that closed their London office. So that was a big big help. Hmm. Um, and then I think I'm the only person at QI who's ever answered a job posting. There's no traditional way to elfdom. (laughs) You know, there's any number of different ridiculous ways that you can become a QI elf, but they have issued one job posting proper in the entire time, and that was for a social media manager. Uh, And my friend Alice, who I'm forever indebted to, forwarded it to me. And uh, yet my company had just closed their office, and I thought, well, I'm not going to get it. I've got no professional social media experience. My TV experience is too tangential. But if I'm really lucky, I might get an interview and I might meet a QI elf. You know, that was kind of the dream. Um, And then things just sort of got out of control. (laughs) (laughs) And you were called into the QI HQ, I guess. And uh... yeah. And and sort of like, you know, Anna from No Such Thing as a Fish was talking and suddenly she wasn't in my ears. She was this person. (laughs) Um, Real. Yeah, I know. Very, very odd. and yep, had two interviews and then somehow blagged my way into it. Amazing. And so the leap from social media manager to Elf, how did that step come about? So 
it was kind of wrapped up. So I was, our social media channels are mostly, uh, you know, our Twitter account is QI Facts, basically. So I was managing those, QCing those, researching some of them, putting up fires when people get angry because it's not St. Stephen's Tower anymore, it's Elizabeth Tower. And, you know, <laughs> all, of <that. laughs> oh, yeah. all of that stuff. Uh, and, you know, going into the, in some ways, you know, it's just the Twitter account, but that's where you're really in the coalface of, of the of the pedants and yeah. the um, unpleasantness often, but often pleasantness. Um, so I was doing all the fact stuff with that. And that's how I sort of got into the research because I learned how much, how watertight the QI facts have to be and you have to stress test mm -hmm. them and think of every conceivable way that someone could pick this apart to yes. be horrible to you. Um, so I got what is the ratio of pleasantness to unpleasantness on the QI social media, <laughs> would you say? I like to think after five years of my reign, it's more pleasantness. But yes. um, you do get, yeah, I mean, you do get, yeah, it's the internet and people, you know, you both know, you both know how people <laughs> yeah. can be when they're behind that avatars and, and you know, Dave 86437562239 says it's not the same since Stephen left and why are you always booking that person and, you know, all of that. Yeah. Nonsense. yeah. Uh, but I'm quite uh, mentally filtering it out. Um, and it's it, it is it's a nice community and people feedback and you know you post a fact about Sweden and a load of Swedes get involved and they're like oh my god this is true and you know it is it is by and large pleasant. Oh, I'm glad to hear it and so then the QI world and then developing something new in the tournament talk us through the process of that. So um, QI has this sort of business model whereby if you have an idea even if it's entirely unrelated to your job and 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 you go to our bosses with it, if they like it, they'll support you to do it. Because obviously a social media manager shouldn't be coming up with daytime quiz formats because <laughs> that's, that's madness. Um, but in the same way that sort of James, Anna, Dan and Andy were researchers for QI The Show and putting the scripts together and said they wanted to do, do a podcast and... Um, the Lloyd supported it and now they're selling out the Sydney Opera House. Um, it does seem like a mad way to run a business, but they do it and it seems to work. Um, and I've always watched a lot of quiz and I'm always interested in the formats because there are so few variables with quiz mm -hmm. and you've just got to dismantle them and put them together yeah. in a different way. And that's always been a real fascination of mine. And you know, there's quite a high churn on daytime quiz. If you look at just the last 10, 15 years, been a lot of sort of one series wonders mm -hmm, yeah. and things where you think oh god if only that had got a second series and then things where you're like how is this going for a tenth you know <laughs> we shan't name names uh, no. but we all know what we you're shan't doing. name names um and I just thought you know what I reckon I can I can give that a crack I reckon I can give up you know I can come up with something that's as good as, mm. as some of the stuff that's out there maybe very naively at the time so I presented it to my boss and she said yep yeah, Absolutely. And she supported me and I did run throughs in the office and, you know, everyone contributed. And then the first idea we pitched to the BBC got through sort of so many levels of commissioner. You know, the first one says, oh, I'll send it to a higher up. And then it got however many levels deep. And they said, actually, we, we like this, but we've just commissioned a series which is too close to this. Mm -hmm. So... We'll have Such to pass. That old classic, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it is currently airing. And again, we won't name names. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they they just they saw a gap in the market, which I saw, and they got in there first. 
and 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 that happened and that's just the nature of development you don't know what other people are developing but off the back of that the bbc ran this scheme which i don't think they've ever run before where they got 30 production companies who all had some sort of experience or interesting quiz and said and they ran this program which was a series of zooms because it was locked down where 30 production companies got to pitch a bunch of ideas across i think initially it was sort of three 45 minute meetings with the bbc or whatever and then from those 30 companies they picked eight ideas which moved mm. forward to the next stage and then the plan was that they would develop two pilots out of those eight ideas so um we'd got our foot in the door with this idea and we came up with all manner of ideas which we pitched some sort of quite you know like a lot of things that you see some which were really really bonkers um, but one of them was the tournament and it just seemed to sort of fill a niche that wasn't happening at, at the moment in quiz. Um, they said that they hadn't really had anything else like it. And I just couldn't believe that it kept progressing. You know, you just think, oh, well, I'm, we've made it to the last eight. That's great. But obviously we're not going to make it to the last two. And then, and then somehow it all happened and came yeah. together and they said, we want a series. Um, yeah, it was, I, I thought it was dreaming. I honestly couldn't believe it. it just didn't, you know. All well, I mean, we all know so many stories of things that have got to, you know, the very brink of being mm. made, and then they yeah. don't. But the attrition rates are ridiculous, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So and it what, just didn't seem real. What do you think it was ultimately that made your format stand out and succeed? I think at the time, um, there was a lot of games, a lot of quiz shows were contestants versus the game. So contestants versus the chasers or the eggheads or the pointless survey or the wall or the wheel, or, you know, that seemed Mm. to be the format. And I was playing a lot of online battle royale games, which is basically where there's a bunch of online players and you've all got weapons and it's, there's one player standing. And we were between weakest link revivals and 51 (laughs) wasn't on. And I just thought, there's no quiz, which is just the contestants purely against each other. Yes. It just seemed like it just seemed like a niche. Um, and I should also say that I was uh, developing this with Simon, our exec, and Dan Schreiber, uh, just the three of us on lots and lots of Zoom, spitballing lots of ideas. But it just seemed like there was something in this battle royale format of throw people in, have a very pure type of quiz. You know, it's not... It's not complicated and see who's the last player standing. And I think maybe there was just a bit of a gap in the market at that time for that. Mm. But I also, I'd, I'd love to know what else was getting pitched from the <laughs> other, yes. well, 20, 28 companies because the other show that came out of it was Bridge of Lies. Mm. Um, oh. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to know what the other companies were pitching. Well, do you know what? They'll probably be on here at some point being bitter <laughs> about the fact that you got pitched and they didn't. So just keep listening and we'll uh, we'll interview them at some point. But the, the purity of quiz, I think that's really interesting. And like, because, uh, you know, as we, we alluded to, it's a show that uses up a lot of questions. It's really, yeah. it is about the questions. And so talk us through how many questions you get through and how you do that. So in each episode, there are about 110 questions asked. Mm, However, um, because of the nature of the format, there are eight possible categories that the contestants can choose from. And in each show, they will pick seven. So one category 
category goes entirely unused. And in each round, we have no idea how many questions will be asked. I think the most we've ever had is about 19, but then you go to a tiebreaker. And if they keep getting tiebreakers wrong, then you need to have sort of five buffer. So we go into each episode with 200 questions and then an extra overspill sort of bank that we can dip into if we go over that. And, you know, I wonder if it was the naivety of, of, of us putting the format together. Maybe if Osman had seen this, he'd have gone, no, don't be ridiculous. That's far too many questions. You need to, you need to rework this from the bottom up. But, you know, that's how we've done it. And the real killer is not the quantity of questions, but it's the clashes within the questions. Yeah. So, you know, I've done, I've put a script together and been really happy with it, gone through it. And then you do the clash check. I did one clash check where I'd managed to get two questions about Mandy Dingle from Emmerdale into the same episode. Which is I obviously mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good topic to dive into. Yeah, so, she deserves yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, she needs the coverage. But that, <laughs> that is, that's the real kicker, is trying not to have the clash questions, you know, not having three questions where the answer's France. And do you manage that? I mean, is there any electronic help in managing that? Or is it a really manual thing if you just have to look at every single question? And There's a, a database software that we use, which I think is kind of the standard um, across the industry. Uh, there's one guy, Pete, who I think has a complete monopoly on, on quiz question databases. <laughs> and then it will be customized for, you know, we have a customized version for the tournament. And you can do sort of word clash, answer clash. So the, the software does help you. But ultimately, we have to put the scripts together in order because, you know, you don't you don't want five questions about, I don't know, men from history in a row. And you've got to be mindful of mixing things up and, and moving around within the categories a bit. So it is quite manual. Um, but fortunately, the, the software does do a bit, bit of the legwork for us. How about um, Alex Scott? When did she come into the mix? So we knew that we wanted, we sort of had two categories of potential hosts. We sort of had what you might expect from a daytime quiz, your your comedians turned host or your actors turned hosts who could sort of slip into it. And then the, the format of the tournament was always that it's a sports show and the sport is quiz. Mm-hmm. Because sport is the most universal language it's the most universally understood and popular format so i was always really i mean we were all just saying this is a sports show the sports quiz and therefore we had all this of sports um potential hosts and alex scott was always one of the first three names that came up and then we were chatting about it with the bbc and they sort of had this and they're like now we've got a name and it won't be who you expect but you know we really think it might work and then you're sort of, you know, who's it going to be? What are we going to have to, you know, how how do we manage the conversation if it's someone we don't like? And they said, yes. Alex Scott. And it was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Add to basket. Meant to be. Um, <laughs> and, and it was, yeah, there was never that much sort of discussion or debate otherwise. And then, you know, we did run-throughs with Alex and it's different for her because it's not sports broadcasting, which is sort of her comfort zone. But obviously she's now breaking out and becoming a broadcaster in all different arenas. Um, but it just always seemed like a just always seemed like a good fit. Yeah, awesome. 
I mean, and so, you know, the first series happens and then is there, was there any sort of point where you were biting your nails going, will there be a second series? Oh, potentially. I mean, working in TV, you're constantly, I think maybe after the amount of time I've been in, I'm a bit more zen about it because you have to be, because every show, you know, maybe with the exception of The Chase is just rolling commission to commission. Mm um but yeah obviously there was there was there was that nail biting element but we knew that the ratings had had held steady um and um conversations were ongoing and there's so many variables when it comes to the recommission you know people's diaries and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but um no we got we got the recommission and as always it didn't feel like there was enough time between getting the nod and being in studio but you just go mad and spend 16 hours a day (laughs) wading through thousands of questions and, and you get it done um, and series two is going out at the moment and again you know just have to take deep breaths and 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 be a bit case or about it but obviously it would be lovely if there was a series three yes and i think you know we'd commission it tomorrow oh we? yeah so uh, now you have really impressed upon us how intensive how labor intensive this show is and so we decided to add a little bit more work for you (laughs) by asking you to do a listener quiz for us so normally we would have a a listener to the podcast but James has absolutely gamely said that he will set us a quiz so um, and that's coming up after this here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, James, you have a quiz for us. Um, is it me and Jenny against you, or are we against each other in the Battle Royale format? Battle Royale. <laughs> Last was a standing. Okay, we um, get pretty competitive, so this is good. So, uh, well, as I work in development, this is officially a run-through. <laughs> no opportunity wasted. I'm coming to you with what I think is a unique format, but... It's development, you know, there are no new ideas, so let's see. Uh, the working title is Alphabet the Farm. Okay. <laughs> I love okay. it. Okay, yes, yes. So, I see where you're going. There are 10 questions, and the answer for the first question begins with A, second question begins with B, 
and we work our way through the alphabet that way. The format of the question is that I'm just going to give you a category. So if the first question was a disciple of Jesus, the answer would have to be Andrew, as he's the only disciple whose name begins with A. Yes. The second category was members of Destiny's Child. The answer would be Beyonce. She's the only member who begins with B. Mm-hmm. In Bond films, Casino Royale, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, I will alternate the questions between the two of you. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, there's a throw over. Uh, Jenny, you will go first because your name comes first alphabetically. Okay. Ah, great. Now, what I haven't done is got myself a pen and paper to keep the score. So if you could hold the line very briefly. Mm-hmm. I've just changed my name to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Triple A. Abigail Comedy. Aaron. Uh... <laughs> no, but maybe going first is not an advantage. So uh, I'll, let yeah. you, I'll let you have it, Jen. Thanks. <laughs> so, and we're going to start off a bit easier. And then as we get later on in the alphabet, it might get a bit tougher. Well, by X, I'd imagine it's pretty tough anyway, isn't it? Well, Amanda told me I only had to prepare 10 questions. Oh, so okay, yeah. We're yeah, going yeah. up to Jenny. Okay. Um, so, Jenny, mm-hmm. for A, a country in the EU? Austria. Correct. Nice. Lucy, B. Yeah. An official Disney princess. Oh, Belle. Correct. Nice. Oh, do you know, I was so glad I would have said Albania for yours. So I'm really <laughs> pleased that they went that way around. I would have said brave, but that's not right either. <laughs> Jenny, one of the original UK gladiators. <gasps> this is a great question. Cobra. Correct. Yes, she's good. She knows her gladiators. <laughs> Lucy. Yeah. A celebrity winner of Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, you found my weak spot there, James. That's what you've done. Okay. Uh, And this is first name or surname? First name. Okay. A celebrity winner. Um, You might have to talk amongst yourselves for a while. Diane David. Did did, uh, David Gower win it? It seems unlikely, doesn't it? Um, Diane... No, I do you know what I'm going to fall? Jenny and, for the oh, steal. Oh, I think you, you were hitting the post there. Darren Goff. Correct. Oh, cricket. Oh, it was you cricket. knew there was a cricketer, didn't you? Uh, oh, dear. Jenny, okay. an English monarch who reigned during the 13th century. Oh, no, this is history. <laughs> Even I knew that. <laughs> 13th century, so... Edward II. No. Over to Lucy. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, the thing is, do I go in earlier or later, Edward? <laughs> I'm going to go, I don't know how many Edwards have there been. I'm going to go later, Edward. Or oh, maybe earlier, maybe Edward I or the, I'm going to go Edward V. Bold. Edward I. Oh, um, went the wrong way. Okay. Uh, so Lucy. Mm-hmm. A current member of the Commonwealth of Nations. And this is F, is it? You're on your own with the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the toughest bit, keeping I, track of the letters. I kind of always forget what goes after E. Okay, so F for oh, Commonwealth Nation. Oh, I don't know. No, okay. Uh, Fiji. Correct. Good answer. Ooh. Jenny, a moon of Jupiter. Uh, Ganymede. Correct. Nice. Yeah. 
Lucy, a sugar babe, past or present? Heidi. All right. Oh, what an answer. Great Heidi range. Range, yes. Jenny, a mm. UK Eurovision act. Oh, my goodness. Beginning with I... Oh, my... Oh, my word. Um, this should be absolutely my wheelhouse, right? Mm, should be. Um, if you've got an answer already. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said it a little bit smug there. I mean, what um, I meant to say was, yes, I definitely know this one. Um... Uh, <laughs> oh no um i love this format by the way can i just say while she's thinking this is great yeah, on the ground floor. yeah, yeah. love it um when it gets a form that's what i'm thinking at the moment yes like clarkson's next door to clarkson so you can annoy him Channel five will love it <laughs> <laughs> um are we timing jenny out? imelda staunton Oh, <laughs> she would have won she any would, year. Should have won. Lucy, um, Well, I mean, I'm just going to go for some generic thing like illusion. Nice. No, it was the great Imani from 1998 who came yeah. second with Where Are You? God, true. I do remember That's that. True. Yes. Absolute banger. Yeah. And then last question of the show, Lucy, a film directed by Quentin Tarantino. I mean, I can't win, but I'm enjoying myself. And <laughs> I do know this one. It's Jackie Brown. That is Jackie Brown. So nice I one. think you've actually pulled back for a tie. <gasps> no way. Awesome. Do you mind if I just do my maths before I embarrass yeah, myself? Please. When yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you couldn't embarrass yourself more than we do every single yeah. time. Yeah, we don't. We don't really care. Jenny got Austria. <laughs> Lucy got Bell. Jenny got Cobra. Jenny got Darren Goth. No one got Edward. Lucy got Fiji. Jenny got Ganymede, Lucy got Heidi, no one got Imani, Lucy got Jackie Brown. So it's four all. I have got a tiebreaker for Kay. Oh, Kay. Can I be the first person to shout it? Okay. A chemical element on the periodic table. Krypton. That's correct for Jenny. Oh, she was straight in. You deserved it, babes. You deserved it. I would yeah. not have accepted potassium, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> well, that was where my mind went, yeah. you see. This she is was the, going to the brilliant symbols. thing about the format is you go, yeah, because yeah, you just, it's it narrows it down, but not, you know, it, it's great because it does, it's like having a multiple choice, but without the multiple choice mm. and that your, your brain is mm. focused enough to give you something. I think it's great. I love yeah, it. That was fun. Yeah, I'll commission a, I'll commission five series straight off the bat for my imaginary TV channel. Brilliant. Let's go. Filming in 2023. <laughs> Most of my imaginary TV channel is just puppies playing and uh, and kittens, but th- this will be the, the flagship quiz show for it. <laughs> I can sweeten the deal. Oh, yes, he's got a puppy. For the listeners, he's got the most adorable dog I've ever seen. Amanda, producer Amanda, is rushing around. Where's so the dog? <laughs> What's the dog called? Oh, oh my goodness. Beautiful. Could, I mean, could we potentially win the dog? Oh, he's licking your face. He is. Okay, now that, I'm sorry, podcast listeners, that you won't get to see that, but maybe James could post a picture of his dog on social yes. media and we could uh, we yes, could please. share that with you. Oh, my goodness, that was brilliant and such a fun format and such a brilliant chat. Thank you so much for joining us. I almost put in a question about a 
current member of the UK cabinet. And then I was yeah. like, no, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> No, you'd have cursed it because it's all going off. Well, that was a treat, wasn't it? And all those questions. It's it's non-stop, isn't it? I'm exhausted from quitting. I need to have a little lie down. It's, well, you're already lying down. <laughs> Don't tell the listeners. <laughs> I always do this show either prone or supine. And <laughs> at the moment, I'm sort of halfway between the two. I'm doing a sexy lean. <laughs> Uh, so uh, thank you very much for joining us thank you to our producer Amanda who never gets the credit she deserves quite never. frankly I'm on all fours and nobody's <laughs> she's just doing cat and cobra over yeah, and again yeah 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 <laughs> I'll be spine yeah very important look after your spines and look after yourselves until the next time we see you on uh, hi Lucy this is Fingers on Buzzers here oh. um, <laughs> I did have a really nice time with you but I just didn't feel a spark no, so um, you never call you never write Fingers on Buzzers oh. signing off <laughs> Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers Small details are big surfaces Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.